Welcome to For the Greater Good, a podcast brought to you by the Independent Grocers Alliance. And now your host, John Ross. Well, hello, everyone. This is the latest issue of my For the Greater Good podcast series. I'm John Ross with IGA. And of course, this series is dedicated to a conversation with industry leaders about the things that they're doing to try to make our world a better place. And we're going to be talking about sustainability and we're going to talk about a lot of issues involving the food products that and, and the consumer goods products that make up our industry. And my guest today is Alexis Paracas Velat. He is the president of the Consumer Goods Division of L'Oreal. Alexis, welcome to the show. Hello, John. So uh, you and I are fellow uh, CGF board members, and uh, we uh, we end up meeting each other in, in, in the world in different locations, always talking about these sustainability issues. But I think this is the first time you and I have had a one-on-one conversation. So thank you for being brave enough to, be, to visit my show. Yeah, I'm super happy to be with you. And it's true that it's a, it's a very special one-on-one conversation because you have other people who are, uh, looking, but I'm, I'm very happy to, to have this conversation with you, John. Well, so so for, for the audience today, because there'll be retailers, there'll be wholesalers, and there'll be manufacturers from literally all over the world. There's 6,400 IGAs and growing everywhere, but it'll be more than IGA. It'll be it'll be the whole industry. And our, 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 our viewership continues to grow and grow, which is really encouraging. It shows that a lot of people in our industry are interested in this topic. But for, for, for purposes, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit about both what you do for L'Oreal and maybe a little bit about you personally so that can, people can get to know you. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm actually I have a French accent when I speak English, but I, I'm actually Greek. I come from an island called Crete, but then I was I was raised in France. Um, I was raised in France, and I started at L'Oréal about 30 years ago. Uh, and uh, you know, I think one of the main reasons why I joined L'Oréal is because I wanted to I wanted to discover the world. Believe it or not, I, mean, I was not passionate about beauty, but uh, uh, you know, I, I did my French military service in the navy. And uh, I was on a boat, which was a helicopter carrier that uh, went around the world. And I actually got an offer from L'Oreal when I was on the on the harbor of Manila. And I think oh, it was okay. destiny. I say, you know, this uh, this company uh, calls me when I'm traveling the world, and I hope that I'm going to travel the world for L'Oreal. And that's uh, yeah. And I, I thought, you know, at the time, you know, if 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 you start in the headquarters of a French company, maybe they're going to tra- make you travel before the others. And uh, and it's actually what what happened because uh, then in these thirty years I've uh, uh, I was you know I was six years CEO of L'Oreal in China I worked in the U.S. Uh, between Chicago and New York I was the CEO of L'Oreal in Germany I worked in Spain I worked in Belgium so uh, so I had a, a great opportunity to to discover the world which actually is my passion you know I love the world its diversity uh, uh, working in different cultures so that's um, that's a bit about me. Well, so you you and I uh, uh, served together on the Consumer Goods Forum, which yep. is a collection of global CEOs working together to try to improve the world on everything from reducing plastic waste to ending uh, ending uh, uh, slavery and forced labor, um, you know, palm oil issues, all these other issues. Just for a second, what what uh, which of those committees do you serve on with CGF, and how long have you been on been on the board? I've been on the board since. Uh, one year and a half now. Uh, however, I've been working with CGF for many, many, uh, for many, many years. Uh, I work on the plastic waste uh, uh, coalition, where we're very active. We are also active on the human rights coalition, on the sustainable supply chain uh, uh, coalition. So there, there are many coalitions to, to which we we take place. But I think what's what's interesting, even beyond the CGF, is 
is you know the, the the I think the new meaning of the word collaboration because you know when you think about it and I've seen that evolve during the years, you know at, at the beginning cross industry collaborations or or in the, or collaborations within an industry were very much you know based on regulatory needs or in very basic license to operate but now with with the urgency of human rights and and uh, and sustainability issues I think this collaboration takes a whole new importance and, uh, and and this collaboration is more needed than ever to solve the issues of the world and we all no matter how big our companies are we all feel the limits of what we can do on these issues by acting only at, at, at our company level so so I'm, I'm very excited about about the about the future of CGF and very excited about about the role it can play in, in solving uh, some of the greatest issues of our times you know, I think uh, plastic waste is and uh, and recycling in general are really an interesting topic for me because if you look at what manufacturers have been doing, applying their science in order to improve the disposability and the reclamation of the products that, uh, of materials in their product, right? And then you look at what retailers are able to do. So, uh, re retailers have tremendous influence over their communities locally. In fact, many of our owners are the mayors of their city, or they sit on their city council, and they have tremendous yeah. clout and influence. But collective, um, you know, legislation and rules for how products are disposed, it varies by community, it varies by city. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I live in Atlanta, for example, and in the city of Atlanta, if you put your recycled items into a plastic trash bag, you think they're being recycled, they won't recycle them. Well, how am I yeah, supposed yeah. to get them to a recycling center? And so we have, there's so many things that are necessary at global level, at the, at the national level, at the regulatory level, and then at the local level in order to yeah. get it all to work. And so if we can get our retailers excited about it and, 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 and expose what the manufacturers are doing, chances are we can make an enormous difference in our lifetimes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. And, and recycling streams is obviously a, a huge issue. It's the case in the U.S. and it's even more so the case in, a, in some developing countries like Indonesia or India where... Uh, where we where we have to really change uh, change things uh, fundamentally to ensure uh, proper recyclability. But you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I'm curious if you could maybe take a few minutes and talk about some of the initiatives at L'Oreal that you're working on that you're especially proud of, or anything you think this audience would want to know. I, I think they'd be fascinated to hear what you're doing. No, I think what, what's interesting is is uh, I'm going to talk to you through some of the issues uh, that we know uh, that we do at L'Oréal but the most interesting for me is to see what we can do together with retailers to on this part so on our end uh, we're working from I would say from upstream to downstream upstream we've totally changed the way we we develop uh, new products and new uh, innovations because you know before more or less if I simplify when you were doing a new product you had two criteria in mind uh, criteria number one is, uh, is it going to be desirable and a success? And criteria number two uh, is the economic equation. You know, can I make money uh, with with this product? And, you know, more than 10 years ago, we've, we've really literally added a third criteria, which is, uh, is this product going to add something in terms of sustainability versus what we sell currently? So we, we have what we call a spot score. And every time we restage a product or every time we launch a product, uh, uh, launch a new product, we're making sure that it, it is better than before uh, in terms of sustainability or in terms of um, uh, social uh, or, or in terms of social impact. And it's, it's really measured throughout the company 
uh, and and if ever I don't know because uh, for quality reasons you've got to put something in this product that doesn't make it better I'm not you know uh, then you you know it, it has to go very high up to authorize us launching products that are not better in that sense and since we you know since in our in our business uh, between ten and and twenty percent of of our business. Is, is made of new products. By doing that, we're creating a virtuous cycle within the beauty industry, which is uh, every time we we um, we feed uh, we feed the industry with products that are better. So that's kind of the more the more upstream. Then downstream, we're we're more we're working on on our factories. You know, I know more than half of our factories are totally carbon neutral. We're even uh, working, and that's that's I think quite interesting on what we call water loop factories. Where, where all the water that is used outside of the products is actually totally recycled. So there is no water loss apart from the water which is uh, in the products we sell. So uh, that's and that, that's uh, that's very exciting because of course water is also a, a key issue. You've talked about recycled plastic. You know um, now almost all our shampoos around the world has, are done of hundred percent recycled plastic, and you know and that and that has a huge cost. You know when we made this decision. Uh, um, Four years ago, uh, we thought it would cut. It would cost X. It actually costs four X what we had planned. But we 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 don't regret one second because uh, by doing that, we're saving twenty seven thousand tons of virgin plastic a year, and and uh, and that, and that's great. Um, and then there's one topic where, uh, and maybe that's going to be a segue, maybe to your next question, which where that I think is is very important and where we need to work all together is on everything which we call which is sustainable consumption choices. It's helping our shoppers, our consumers make uh, sustainable cons uh, consumption choices. And and for that, we we have uh, we have a lot of initiatives. The one that I think is the is the most interesting and uh, that I'm the most proud of is is a collective initiative of the in industry you know the beauty industry we've formed with with many of our competitors uh, Unilever PNG Estee Lauder you name them a consortium uh, with the ambition to create what we call an eco beauty score which which is going which is a score that you'll have on every product that you uh, that you'll have on every product that will tell you uh, from a scale from A to uh, E I think I think they're still working on the scale is what is you know what is the eco what is the eco score of this beauty product and the ambition is to create a, a norm which would be for all the industry and across the world and and the, and with the, with a very simple ambition which is to really help our consumers our shoppers all around the world make sustainable beauty consumption choices. I, I absolutely love that. You know, it is a very complicated space. And, you know, many of our stores in the industry has tried to put, you know, letter gradings or, you know, icons or, you know, kind of things on it to help the shopper. You stand in an average grocery store. One of our stores might have 38,000, 40,000 SKUs. And that yeah. shopper is time, time pressure. They also economic pressure, so they're trying to make choices very, very quickly as they move through the store. And you watch those shoppers and you go, wow, it'd be very easy to be confused about the choices you make. You go online and you look at the average number of, of, of searches for the most mundane products. You can pull up Google yeah. Analytics and look at things like toilet paper or, or uh, uh, diapers or whatever. And you would think these are, these are products people know a lot about. And you see there's a tremendous amount of shopper engagement as they're trying to learn more about the choices that they make inside the store. 
And, um, and that just shows we're not doing a great job with packaging. We're not doing a great job with visual merchandising as retailers, helping them to understand the choices they're making. Um, but the flip side of it is when you do make them feel smart, loyalty goes up and they buy more. So it, it, it ends up being, it ends up being a great win-win. I, I, my, I got a, a very specific question for you. So when you made that choice to yeah. uh, invest in all, 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 um, uh, recyclable product for, for your shampoos worldwide. When you made that choice, did you believe it was the right thing to do regardless of its impact on the bottom line? Or did you believe that over the long term, it would be an economic uh, benefit for the company um, in terms of increased sales or increased loyalty? No, that's a great question, John. And, and obviously, uh, we are absolutely convinced that uh, making the right sustainable choices uh, is a business imperative and uh, uh, is for, for all the reasons we know, which is uh, uh, first, uh, consumers would buy you more. Second, which is a very important reason for us, is uh, the smartest and the brightest uh, uh, talents in the planet will want to come and work for your company because you're a role model and, and you know, and our ambition, we're the number one beauty company in the world. And we, we also want to be number one on these topics because we, we think it's the right thing to do, because, but also because we think it's the, 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 the best way to attract the, the best and the brightest uh, on this planet. Uh, so for all these reasons, we, uh, we absolutely not, don't see a, a dichotomy or a paradox between making the right sustainable choices and making the right uh, business choices. And on top of it, some of these choices really actually uh, kill two birds with one stone uh, two birds with one stone you know if you think about for example working on reducing waste and destructions uh, that's a great way to reconcile uh, business imperatives and sustainable imperatives right so you can reduce cost you can improve the uh, the attractiveness in the marketing space and then your employees feel like they're working for a company that's thinking more than just the next quarterly report, that they're actually thinking about the long-term sustainability, that's got to be a great thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I love it. You know, if you took the initiatives that you've done, and, you know, we, 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 I've had other CEOs that come on and talk about the changes they've made in the manufacturing process. My guess is most of our retailers are unaware. So we'll go ahead, I'll, we'll link to your sustainability page in the show notes so that anyone who watches this can go back and research and look at all you, because you've made some pretty bold commitments on, 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 uh, on, on the things that you're doing and you've set dates and targets for them. And uh, you should be very proud about, about, about doing that. But then the retailers on our side, imagine if the retailers as an industry, not just IGA, not just our thousands of stores, but the industry got together and made the same decisions. We could be so good for each other because if we said we're going to work at a local level, to change the legislation and the investment in the recycling infrastructure. So the work that you're doing actually has a place to go. We have a recovery mechanism for it. Suddenly we could take our numbers up three, four, five, ten 10 X greater than yep. what we're doing today. And that's kind of the mission of this show. So see if we yeah, can yeah. get that. So I have, Hey, I have one last question for you. So if you were, if you were at your, uh, if this is the, the retirement, uh, uh, dinner party for you, hopefully it's not a roast, but it's a retirement party celebrating your career and uh, someone gets up to make a speech and they will say, you know, here's, here's something that, you know, people should remember that all of the contribution that Alexis made. What would the one thing that you would love for them to say? It could be more than one. Maybe before, because since, uh, since this show is watched, before uh, answering this question, John, let me just, because I really believe that uh, the areas of collaborations with between manufacturers and retailers and especially in beauty are huge. So let me just give three concrete examples because you've talked about a very ambitious and important example, which is the uh, recycling 
infrastructure, which is a you know a, a very important purpose, uh, complicated uh, but very important. But you've got many of other th- uh, areas where we can rechange for the good together. And and let me give you uh, just one or two okay. examples to make it uh, to make it concrete. Uh, the the one area you know if you talk about packaging is uh, the use of refills in many of our markets and in our case for example in hair care the use of refills is still very minimal and if you and if you you know if you uh, modelize that and if you say you know if five years from now 30 40 percent of the hair care market could be made of refills it's amazing the the savings in terms of plastic but also in terms of co2 that we would do because to produce packaging you you uh, you do co2 emissions etc and and that's a very in a way a very simple case where we if we join forces with all retailers of the world and say okay uh, let's imagine a world where uh, 30% of uh, of hair care is made of refills and let's make that happen together frankly it's easier than taking people to the moon and it's a, yes. it's a good example of uh, of where we where we can collaborate and let me g- just give you a third example you know in our industry actually the biggest impact is not plastic. In, I'm talking about beauty. If you look at the really the full scope of uh, of uh, of, uh, of consumer goods industry, the biggest impact is actually uh, the hot water used to uh, uh, wash your hair or condition your hair. Uh, that, in terms of CO2 emissions, is, is by is, is by far you know. For, of course, people see plastic, uh, but but actually th- that's the biggest impact. And you know. Because of that, we're, we're launching products. For example, we just launched a new conditioner, a new conditioner that you don't need to rinse. It acts as a conditioner, but you just don't, don't need to rinse it. It's a new gesture. It has a huge impact because uh, then, if you don't, you, then you spare water, you spare hot water, uh, you just uh, stay in your shower for the shampoo, and you get out for the conditioner. Well, that's there again. Promoting these kind of innovations, you know, it's 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 harder to sell than uh, a new shampoo or a new lipstick uh, because it requires explanation, it requires change of habits. And that's also the, the kind of uh, project where I think working hand in hand with retailers around the world can really make a difference. So it's just to, to give you, you know, the, 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 yeah. different, uh, the different levels where we, can, uh, where we can work with retailers. That's why I was very excited to, to, uh, to talk with you, uh, John, today, because uh, I see that as a, as a, you know, it's a joint a green business plan. It's a joint crusade that we have. It's a very exciting crusade. And, uh, and, and you know, and, and we, we, need to, you, we need to be two to tango, as we say in, uh, in English. I- I love it. So, so let, let, let me make you a promise. So I love, I love the product. I love the product idea. I should have actually remembered to ask you about it. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. We'll, we'll do a second video. Have one of your brand managers come on. We'll do a, we'll, we'll do an in-depth dive on the product, the, the opportunity in the marketplace. We'll talk to retailers about how to sell it and we'll, 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 we'll walk it through the way we do product innovation in a way that'll hopefully get the retailers excited. So they order it in and, uh, and, and see, see next time we talk, we'll, we'll be celebrating both having made some progress on the, uh, on the sustainability front and, uh, the success of your new product launch too. Okay. So back to my question though. Okay. So, so someone's got up and they've just made a speech and they've said, one of the things that, that you, Alexa should be very proud about would be what? I'll tell you too. The first thing which is really important to me is uh, I want to be remembered that as somebody that has helped uh, 
a, a, a significant number of people achieve their uh, their professional dreams and right. uh, yeah. it's it's yeah. true that uh, you know I've, I've had the chance to work in china in the us as the and, and all on all these continents uh, i have a couple of people that already uh, uh, feel that i've i've played a significant role in in their in their professional dreams and that's something that really matters to me uh, and then the se the second thing which is more linked to our conversation is uh, you know we you know at the end I, we only do beauty at L'Oréal, but if if I can say that I've, I've played a role in transforming beauty, in transforming the way people consume beauty, in transforming the beauty industry in partnership with all my competitors, that's why I'm so excited about projects like the Eco Beauty Score because it's something that we can all be proud about. And and I I was happy to be uh, at the with many others at the inception of of this project. I uh, love both answers. That, that, that is great. Well, Alexis, thank you so much for being on this show. Um, I'm doing a cycle. I'll go through the whole board and then I'll go through with some of our retailers. And the next time we do this, we'll be talking about perhaps some of the progress that we've made and there'll be more of a celebration than an introduction. Thank you so much, IGA family and uh, everyone worldwide. Thank you for, uh, for watching this show and for passing it on. Hit the forward key. Our audience continues to grow and grow and we're getting press exposure for this, which is great for our industry. So thank you all and have a great afternoon. Thanks for having me, bye-bye.